Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is August 6th, 2021. This is your Fightful post-Smackdown review. We'd appreciate it if you gave us a thumbs up, subscribed, all that stuff. If you want your question or statement read on the air, you can uh, send a super chat at youtube.com slash Fightful. We would greatly appreciate it. But quite frankly, the majority of this show is not going to be about SmackDown. I couldn't care less about SmackDown right now. And that's all due respect to so many of the wonderful performers that they have uh, tonight. But WWE cut 12 NXT wrestlers during this show, and uh, we'll talk about it. We got Jeremy Lambert here. He is the host of The Distraction. Jeremy, how you doing? Uh, I haven't had dinner, so if I if I'm eating crackers on the air, that, can I eat Magic Spoon on the air? You are, like you are what you eat. Right? They they sent you they sent you some right. Yeah, I got okay, the the good. maple the maple uh, oh, syrup so good and the so good and the uh, the chocolate the like Oreo cookies and cream. Very good. Yeah. Both very good. Yes. Uh, I, I've not had dinner. I was, you know, I was in for a relaxing evening, ready to watch SmackDown. And then you hit me with the news and I, I had to leave. I left my girlfriend's house to come back to the office. I appreciate and, it. And get to work. Sean Ross Sapp. Love this I appreciate business. it. I hate the, the people at the top of this business. So uh, before the bad news hit, we, we celebrated a couple milestones. Fightful Select got 3,000 subscribers. Uh, truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you all so much for that. That enables me to to pay our staff more, uh, Jimmy to pay our staff more, to provide more jobs, a lot of stuff like that. Uh, we hired two new people today before this news dropped. We got Kate Hensler. She'll be taking over for Jeremy on Fridays, starting with the AEW Rampage uh, SmackDown review. I mean, quite frankly, we're going to have a different lineup like every week for the next month. <laughs> But Kate will be taking over. Uh, we've got Luis, who is helping us a lot with moderating. Uh, and we've got great mods that are, are doing work in here all the time. Thank you guys for that. We hit 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you for that. The distraction growing every single week. 
It's it's we it's had, we had an actual star on this week, Connor Casey from Comic Book. And, and yeah. by the way, shout out to, shout out to Luis who always sends in uh, translations from from uh, Spanish interviews, and we'll just randomly be like, "Hey, listen to this interview. Do you want the transcription for it?" Like, yeah, sure. So shout yeah. out to Luis, great man. Somebody asked if I'll still be around for Fridays. Yes, when I'm not traveling, it will be myself and Kate, and uh, sometimes. Jeremy will be filling in for me when I am traveling and all that stuff. Sometimes Robert will be here, but we will be starting this show at 11.10 p.m. Eastern uh, to talk about uh, Rampage. But um, I, I don't know if we should lead with the releases, if we should lead with SmackDown, then get into them. I, I feel like we should lead with SmackDown, and then we'll get into the releases because that's what's going to take the majority of the time. And quite frankly we can breeze through uh, SmackDown. Let's start with Dominic versus Jay Mysterio. Big shocker. Um, an Uso and a Mysterio faced each other. You predicted this. You were accurate. Jay Uso gets the win. He should have got the damn win. Um, not Quite frankly, I'm, I'm all right. Not leaning that much into Dominic. I want the Usos to win at SummerSlam as well. This was all right, but like Dominic's just all right. Yeah, Dominic, he's still a little rough, right? He still looks like he's, like, thinking out there yeah. in the ring. And, I mean, he's, he's only been doing this for a year. He's now in front of a live audience. I get it. It takes time with these things. Uh, you did call him Jay Mysterio, which I popped Did I for. call him Jay Mysterio? Yeah. That'd be cool. You just blend, just blend them all together here. You he's know, in the they, stem cell penitentiary. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like the, the Mysterios and Usos always have great matches, but it's just like, can we not, can we just like do something else with this feud? Yes. Like they don't have to wrestle every single week. I tweeted it, but it's like, they've, their first match was two months ago and there's been some iteration of Mysterios and Usos every single week in front of live events or in front of live crowds, including at, at money in the bank when they did a tag team match. And they're going to do the rematch at SummerSlam. I'm sure next week we will get Ray against jimmy maybe they've done that or jay they'll do ray against one of them they'll just do it again next week uh we had a segment where nakamura defeated apollo cruz via disqualification because this is a championship contenders match i don't know what that means because for zelina it meant if she won she got a title shot but they didn't say that for nakamura but he did win via dq Uh, nakamura is effortlessly cool he is just very, very cool. Rick Boogs is all right. Commander Aziz is not good. Not very good at all. He is like a cartoon character. And last week, Nakamura already pinned the champion. I I just, I don't see the point. Like, why not just have one person and another person fight and make, make it seem like, oh, well, they both want this title that's supposed to be important. No. It's so they somebody tweeted it. It might have been one of the WWE accounts or something, but it was like Roman Reigns hasn't been penned in like 600 days or something. And it's like, yeah, Roman Reigns is the guy that everyone loves and believes has credibility out there because he hasn't been penned. Meanwhile, Apollo's just losing random multi man tag matches, needs DQ help in two minutes. It's like no one cares about this title. I love Nakamura. It'd be cool if Nakamura won this title. They're gonna do the same thing to him that they do to Apollo. And just do random matches with no heat, no no substance in the feud. And that's what it's gonna be. Championship contender. They'll do this match again next week, Sean. Get ready. They'll for do it. it again. They'll do it again next week. Uh yeah. all right. Rick, what, what the hell's Rick doing? Why is he is he just a guitarist? Like, yeah, yeah. 
like he that's an expensive guitar. What do you want him to do? Lay it down? Like I'd like him to, to have, like Nakamura is getting screwed over here, and Rick Boogs doesn't give a damn. But I mean, he's a dick on this show, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Tamina against Tegan Knox. Uh, Tegan does have her name back. She is such a can't miss slam dunk TV star. She looks like a million bucks. Her selling of the headbutts cracked me up during this match. I really enjoyed those. Uh, that was probably the highlight of this. Knox gets the win when Shotzi <laughs> shoots one of her missiles past Tamina. Listen, I hate distraction finishes. This one popped me. I I did enjoy this because you are part of the, the problem. I know I am. I know I am. But, but listen, I've watched Tamina's entire career. I have watched every televised match of her career, and I fully believe that this type of thing would distract her, and she would get beaten <laughs> based on the track record there. Right? I yeah, I fully believe that too. Can. I know Natalia's hurt. She said in an interview that she hopes to be back in under a month. Um, can can we just get this tag team title match like on the road here? Or can we, can we just do it, please? Like Knox and Shotzi, they've beaten them twice, right? And now Tegan's got a, a singles victory over her. Whenever Natalia comes back, that's the first match to do. And you should probably just go ahead and give them the belts because – They've beaten them so many times. They won't. They'll they'll probably just have Natalia and Tamina win. Be like, ah, Natalia's back. Look at this triumphant return uh, after her ankle injury. Now she's still the champion. Um, It was a two-minute match. What what do you want me to say about it, Sean? Nothing. You don't got to say anything about it. Quite frankly, we don't got to say much of anything about this entire show. Um, But we're going to cover it just because we owe it to our viewers, I feel like. Um. And Luis, who's doing our, our super chat, says 99% of them are about the releases. So, I mean, we're I quite frankly, so. n- nobody was into this show. Nobody that was watching this show was like super Once into this show. You you hit the news at about what a little after nine, and like yeah. once you did that, again, I drove I drove home. I was locked in on that. I can't really quite tell you what happened the rest of this show. I was. You know, I was I was doing doing work and thinking about everybody who is better off today. <sighs> yeah. Well, it's good to see Montez Ford back in action. That makes me very happy. Um, you know what that, I like about the Street Profits, Sean? What's that? They like to have fun? Is they bring the swag like nobody can. They don't mean yeah. to brag, but what That's about it? Yeah. Well, uh, this match has happened probably a hundred times. I'm going to look it up and see how many times it's happened because, you know, that's, that's exactly what you need to do to make, make people care about a team or an act. Have them face the same team 200 freaking times. Um, Jesus. Um, yeah, they, they face each other a bunch. I'm just glad Montez is back. It's unfortunate that this was in the middle of a lot of bad news and it couldn't get the proper shine it deserves. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't catch this match. This was on my, my five minute drive back to my place. Uh, so look, I like Montez Ford. Happy to see him back in action. I actually like the, the dirty dogs as well, but they're, these are the only teams they have. They have the Mysterios, the Usos, the street profits and, and the dirty dogs. And we've seen the street profits and the dirty dogs a hundred times because they were feuding when they were flipping the tag titles back and forth. But now, because there's still the only two teams left, and the other two are feuding, they're just going to keep feuding. That's that's what it's going to be. 
Coolmont says for it. Did you do his dive, Sean? Did you see if he did his dive or not? If if he did, then it made it a good match. That's that's the rule. <laughs> that's a that match, makes it right? A if match. he does the dive, it's a good match. Oh boy. Uh Edge comes out to the ring. He's interrupted by Seth on the screen. What'd you think of this segment? I, I'm enjoying their back and forth. I it's it's pretty pretty simple, effective yeah. storytelling there. You don't need much with this feud, right? Like both guys are, are good promos. There's the history there. They're, this is a feud where they're not wrestling all of the time, as in they haven't wrestled at all, which is awesome because it does, it's going to make that SummerSlam match, assuming they don't screw it up in the next two weeks, which I don't put it past them. It's going to make that SummerSlam match feel like a big deal because it'll be the first time that they're actually going to wrestle each other. And, and that is great. I, they had, I, I think they had the interactions at the Royal Rumble. I get that. But like as far as a singles match or a multi, anything like that, It'll be their first interactions with each other, and it'll make it feel like a big deal because there's a lot of history there, and they're playing off that very well. I like the promos about both guys. You know, Edge calling them uh, Dollar Tree, uh, (laughs) called Seth Rollins Dollar Tree. I don't think that was the exact term, but Dollar Tree, Edge, and everything. Uh, It was good. Both these guys are very good on the mic, and I like that they're not wrestling each other. Very simple. It is fine. It is fine. With WWE, because most of the times they just they don't have any ideas. So a simple idea is a great idea. Yeah, and they're not overdoing it with physicality. They're not beating each other up every single week. It'll feel special by the time they get into the ring at SummerSlam, and they haven't really fought each other a bunch. So I'm excited for that. I, I'm very excited for the match. It's one of the things I'm looking forward to. Even though I'm kind of gutted about this trip to Vegas now, like. I legitimately wish I was going to Chicago instead. Um, Daniel R says, let's be real. If you like tag team stuff, watch AEW. Fair. Uh, Fair. Well, this show kicked off, Jeremy, with Sasha Banks coming out to the ring, explaining why she attacked Bianca. Sasha's interrupted by Bianca, and then they're interrupted by Zelina because, you know, Zelina is like, whoa, 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 Sasha, who beat me last week. You're not going to jump the line because I haven't won any matches this year and I deserve at the front of the line. And Bianca's like, yeah, sure. Okay. So I thought the promo work was pretty good here, but this didn't make any damn sense. And this seemed like one of those things where it's like WWE wanted wanted to be like, oh, look, we we are going to make it make sense. But then they still didn't make it make sense because after this, Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville are like, oh, by the way, Bianca doesn't make the matches. You're not getting a title match. Instead, it's a championship contender match where if you beat Bianca, Zelina, then you get a title shot. Keep in mind, Liv Morgan and Tony Storm both beat Zelina and they're like eating Funyuns backstage or something and catering. This was, I thought, good promo work from a lot of people, from like five people, that had to mask a stupid WWE booking decision. Bianca doesn't make matches, and yet she was like, hey, if you want this match at SummerSlam, Sasha, you can have it, and, and we'll do it. And the match, the match was made. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good promo work by all involved. Zelina coming out, it's like, is this necessary? If you just want her to beat Zelina again, like just, just have her beat Zelina again. Right? Like that's, that's all you got to do. Just be like, hey – 
it, call it your championship contender match. Just call it a warm-up match for Bianca. Like, no one's taking Zelina serious. And when she comes out and she interrupts and she's like, I want a title match. I'm the best at whatever. She, like, you've, you haven't won. Somebody said you've won two matches in two years. You haven't, you haven't won a single match since you've been back. Like, no one, no one takes this stuff serious. Again, just call it a warm-up match or whatever. You don't have to try. Two-up match, to, yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't have to try to shoehorn an angle in here. When there's there's no point in it, and, and then try to work around and make it make sense with the uh, Pierce and Sonya, and everybody did the best they could. But again, you don't have to try to try to shoehorn anything in there. Just just do a match. Just do Bianca and Zelina again. Do Bianca against some other. And Elio was there tonight. She she wrestled Dakota, Dakota uh, in a dark there. match. Poor, yeah. but, well, like, you think about poor Dakota. Dakota. Think about the the roller coaster she was on. Hey, come to SmackDown. By the way, you're wrestling here. And then when she gets to the back, hey, 12 of your coworkers are fired. Adam Cole, who was backstage at the show, basically being pitched to sign a new contract with WWE, walks out that door and then hears, oh, by the way, uh, 12 people, including the guy you're feuding with on NXT right now, and the guy you just got out of one of the biggest stables in WWE history with, they're fired too. What the hell? Oh, Kyle O'Reilly didn't get fired. Let's let's clarify that. I know you meant Bronson Reed, but you said feuding with, and he's feuding with O'Reilly. He just beat Reed. Well, yeah, uh, but yeah, the guy. I don't want people to to misconstrue your words here, Sean. You were, you know, Cyclops says Bianca and Sasha is great. The division is trash, though. It's their fault. They've they've got a good division. It's just they don't book it well at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bezos says Bianca and Sasha continuously break the internet with their outfits. Star presence both feel <laughs> way more comfortable in the mic than with each other. But then they piped in booze. Yeah, there were piped in oh, booze, and Bianca oh. Bianca won, and Bianca won like she should have. But the piped in bullshit is just so stupid. Sasha's promo, like immediately, immediately they piped in the booze, and I'm like, do we need this? And people are like, well, they might cheer her. So what? Like she, she's over. She's a star. That's okay if she gets some cheers, even though she, she's a heel. It's all right. It's not the end of the world. Like we don't need these pipe. It sounds so bad too. When you can tell it's piped in, it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. It, it was bad. I mean the 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 Bianca Zelina match is what it was. I mean, here's the thing: if you've watched Bianca's main roster career, you've seen this like ten times already because that's the only person Bianca faced. On Raw last year, beat her like six times, then beat her on SmackDown too. Yeesh. Uh, So backstage, one of the highlights of this show was Paul Heyman cutting a a fantastic promo. I couldn't tell if this was piped in or real because as soon as he (laughs) made the Tom Brady reference and the Tampa Bay Schmuckineers reference, uh, the crowd booed. It felt like it was real, but I think it was real. I think it was real. He says, so Tom Brady signs a new deal for $75 million. I whack him with a chair and sign that contract. Do I get $75 million? No. And then as he leaves. Dennis Schroeder's hoping that's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Then Big E is standing there mocking him with the Money in the Bank briefcase. I love this interaction. I love the promo. I thought this was probably the best thing about SmackDown for me. I like the Big E. This is the second time he's done it. I don't think he had the briefcase oh, last time. It was just uh, he was just kind of there. I like that. Like when Paul Heyman turns around, like Big E is just there and he's like laughing and just kind of kind of mocking him and heckling him a little bit. Now with the briefcase, it makes it even better 
because he's got this uh, this prop that basically says like hey, you can't do anything about this. Like at any point, I can just cash in on your guy yeah. and, and take this title. I hope this uh, I hope this continues for a while and just like every Paul Heyman so backstage good. segment like that. Every time he just walks away from the interviewer, Biggie's just right there, and he's just basically that I'm, constant oh. reminder of like, "Hey, I'm right here, and, and I'm coming for you, guy." I would love that. Vincent says, "How was the show today? All I saw were the releases during my work break. Uh, why release them during SmackDown? That's the only thing people are talking about. Does a disservice to your talent? I think that they were used to burying information on a Friday, but sorry, you put." You, Saturday's the best day to go quiet. The weekends are very, very like non wrestling news buzz. I mean, and even then, look at look at Bray Wyatt last weekend. It it was wild. It was insane. I, I don't they usually get do it this. like Friday because like Zelina was like Friday at like five o'clock. Usually they want to do Bray they stuff fired her on the spot at SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. They had her come back and they're like, Hey, you're fired. Sure. Cyclops yeah. says Big E, yeah, more like creepy. I mean, he would <laughs> he would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Bezo Banks says Edge, the man of continuity, and Blocka says shout out to MJ Seth for appealing to AEW fans with the "I'm better than you" and you know it line. Yeah, clever, very clever. <laughs> uh, well, we had MJF's going to talk about burning it down on Wednesday night. I hope, I hope that'd be great. <laughs> so, oh man. Roman is very interested in in the match tonight between Balor and Corbin. Balor wins it pretty easily. Um, Corbin doesn't even have theme music. Uh, Pat McAfee calls him bum-ass Baron Corbin, which I love. Uh, But (laughs) Balor still wants his match, and Balor should still want his match. Yes. I I love that he's still concerned about getting this match, and I – Simple, effective booking. He won the match. It was pretty convincing. He's the guy they're pushing. So rock with it. I, I liked it as well. Balor did did an interview um, that, that I posted today where he was like, yeah, I respect John Cena, the way he went about it and stuff. Maybe we can make it a triple threat match. And people are like kind of upset about that. Um, but, you know, here on the show, we did a much better job explaining everything. And I love the thing where he was just like, you know, a few years ago, I would have been house smiling. It would have been fine, you know, playing off. Everyone hated the smiling Finn Balor. They loved the the Prince down in NXT. But a few years ago, I would have been smiling. It would have been fine if John Cena had taken the match. Not, not, not this guy. You know, I still want what is owed to me here. And I'm not just going to go quietly on this. So, you know, Roman, come out. Let's do this. And I love this from Balor. Is he going to get a triple threat match? Probably not. I would imagine not. Um, will he get a match? I hope so. I definitely hope so. I think that's your next feud coming out of SummerSlam is Balor against the, we, we all assume Roman is going to win at SummerSlam. I wouldn't do that match beforehand. Keep the focus on Roman and Cena, but still keep Balor in the background and, you know, keep heating him up. You gave him wins over Sammy. You gave him win over Corbin. Give him another uh, strong win going into SummerSlam. If you can get him on SummerSlam to just get him a quick victory, do that as well. Keep heating him up and that should be your feud coming out of SummerSlam. Well, this is pretty well the only thing that, that people really care to super chat about about this actual show. Uh, by the way, guys, you send a super chat to get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, and there were quite a few about this, including like my biggest takeaway. John Cena, the star of Suicide Squad, <laughs> is in the building doing a dark match, and he's not on the show, Jeremy. Like you, I, I you- don't 
I don't know how, from a business standpoint, you can't look at that and say, inept, inept. That is completely inept. Sean, they showed the graphic of, uh, you know, Suicide Squad did great on Rotten Tomatoes. Congratulations oh, to John Cena. He'll be back right. next week. When they when they said that, when they were like, he'll be back next week, I was like, oh, so I guess he's not there. I guess he's still promoting, even though I, I didn't person. I had a person who worked with the company say, oh, no, he's not there because he's supposed to be doing promo for Suicide Squad. And I'm like, no, it's promoted. That's why I had a bunch of tweets that were like, is he there? Is he not there? Because I had people in the company saying he wasn't there. I'm like, no, it's promoted on the Summer of Cena thing. Yes, I swear I to God. That too. <laughs> I was like, I swear to God, they're just not putting him on the show like they did on Raw. I don't care if he's feuding on SmackDown. If he's at Raw, you put him on Raw. I don't care what you have him do. I do not give a shit. You put John Cena on the show when he's there. And then when he's at live events, you film some stuff there too. You get every single bit out of him that you can. Sean Blanford says, who's more pissed that Cena's not on Raw, on the show? SRS or the Fox execs? Buddy, you better believe I'm working on uh, on a story there. Um there, there's a lot going on. There, there's going to be some stuff that that come into focus next week, and people are like, people are going to go, oh well, that's interesting. Uh, as far as wrestling and Fox, but my God, my God, and yeah, Ace One Do says, how do you have Cena uh, in the building and not put him on the show? Ah. <sighs> 813 Car Guy says, when Cena came out, I thought we were still live. Nope. Nerd Guru <laughs> says, I'm wondering if Cena wasn't on TV because that interview he did where he said WWE's future isn't stable. Hell no. He ain't never they getting heat. No. They don't care. They don't care about that. They're probably like, eh, whatever. No, they – I don't get it either. I know you were upset about this the other week when he did the dark match so on Raw. And I – yeah, I did. I thought he just wasn't there because they were like, "Ah, Cena will be back next week," and I did what you did. I went on the little summer Cena schedule. I was like, "Oh, he was promoted to be at this show," and again, I thought, "Well, maybe they pulled him because Suicide Squad just came out and he was doing." I know he's done a ton of interviews this week, so like it, it would suck for the people there if he got pulled, but it happens. And he comes out worse than what? What are we doing? Like, the, but the thing is, Sean, it doesn't surprise me. It really no. doesn't because. We've talked about this. Sasha Banks, star of The Mandalorian, they don't mention that at no. all. They don't mention it at all. You would think with Cena, it's a different deal, and you'd be like, all right, John Cena, he's in a feud. He's in a very prominent feud. He's about to headline your second, maybe third biggest show of the year. Like, Get him on the show somehow, even if it's a backstage segment talking about how uh, the, um, he signed the contract over Finn, whatever it might be. Like, Get yeah. him on the show. It's very, very, very stupid. Torch Crawler says, I wonder if there's a weird limit on the number of TV appearances on his contract. I mean, do you think he cares if the camera's rolling or not? He's there. Yeah. Cyclops says Raw gets Oldberg, ST, or SD gets uh, Edge and Cena. Yikes. Remember, they're Marvel. Uh, Rafael Garcia says, has there been any interest in from AEW and Gable Stevenson or vice versa? Gable's not interested in AEW. That's what he told me personally. He said he grew up on WWE, so that's where, what he wants to do. A uh, whole lot of people are having real tough come to Jesus meetings with that fact these days though. Sean Blanford says Cena not being on the show is like going to a restaurant advertising Wagyu A5 and getting a Salisbury steak TV dinner. Yeah. 
That is a very good uh, example. Injection says, I feel like Roman is the only one bulletproof from cuts. And uh, Injection says, what if their champions were booked like Reigns? I don't think Charlotte's getting cut either. I mean, they ain't going to cut her at all. Um, but if they booked all their champions like Reigns and that they didn't get pinned, you would have a lot more people that were over in WWE. You would have a lot more people interested. If champions were booked like they were worth something, it trickles down. Everything below that seems important because people got to win matches to get to that person who hasn't lost while they had the title. I'm sorry. You're, none, none of you dorks that tweet me and say, well, it's been like this forever. It's been like this forever. Why are you complaining? Well, tough shit. My tweets have been like that forever. Enjoy it and shut up. Like, what? Whatever you, you don't you like, it don't in? follow. How's your yeah. How's your Twitter doing? How's you your Twitter doing? followers. That's ninety thousand. But anyway, oh, sorry. But it's like, don't fault people for wanting WWE to give a fuck about what they're doing, and like we want this to be better. Josh Baker says, is Cena doing the dark match only a ploy to increase ticket sales? John Cena being there at all is a ploy to sell tickets. Yeah. He's, he's part of the show. He's in a major feud. Like, all right, hey, we're going to advertise him for a dark match. You can put him on television. No one's going to be like, oh, why is John Cena on television? He's advertised yeah. regardless. You don't have to just have him do a dark match. This seems like it's just strictly a weird WWE call. And. I don't get it. I don't. They're, they're shooting themselves in the foot with this stuff, right? It's like, so weird. It's it's something they don't have to do. It's very strange. I, I don't. I'll never get it. I'll just never get it. Not putting these big stars on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Rain says, to be honest, I don't know who half the WWE champions are. I often forget who holds the U.S. and Intercontinental titles, and that's sad. That's sad. Anthony says, glad Finn isn't smiling babyface Balor anymore. He still has his serious side. It's also, it's nice to see he isn't letting Cena off the hook. The way that Finn has been booked so far has been very good. And I mean, very good in general. Almost perfectly by WWE standards. Like WWE standards, it's breaking the scale. The fact that one, he wanted a title match. Two, he's winning matches. Three, he beat up the guy that cost him that, and then he said, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not done with the title, and I'm not done with Cena. I, I don't think WWE is capable of booking somebody who is not Roman Reigns better than that right now. Sean, I'm sorry. I wasn't – I paid attention. You're talking about Finn Balor. Yes. Who is the U.S. champion? I think Sheamus. Oh, I was thinking about it. That you I, were trying like, to think who, of it. Yes, I was legitimately trying to think, who is the U.S. champion? All right, Seamus, thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, they're doing a good job with Balor. And again, I would, yeah. I would completely heat him up coming out of this. Don't do the match beforehand. Don't get him pinned or anything. Like, just... Continue to let him roll going into yeah. uh, going into SummerSlam, then coming out of SummerSlam. Uh, Anthony says, had the show on but barely paid attention to what a nothing show was. I only paid attention to the Finn Balor stuff. That Balor stuff was very good, though. It was really good. I, I did enjoy that. JJ Lee says, Finn finally felt like NXT Finn, and I can't even be happy because it seems like NXT is on its last days. How does NXT even cover for this week? Well, they don't have tapings upcoming. They, they got to do those soon. That's going to – a lot of these people were not figured 
big into creative plans, except for Tyler Rust. Tyler Rust is a part of a new stable. And quite frankly, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, but that is it for SmackDown. We're going to talk about the releases. Um, you know, I, I I don't feel like wonderful doing a sponsor read here, but it's contractually obligated. Uh, Jeremy, you got some Magic Spoon cereal. The purse. Do. do you want me to go grab it? No, I mean, you can if you want, but I'm going to tell people about how great it great it is. Uh, we've got Magic Spoon cereal. I lost legitimately 20 pounds from April until now, and Magic Spoon uh, replacing my morning breakfast was a big part of that. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carbon, GMO-free. You get the variety pack. It has cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter, all the flavors you love, or you can build your own box with those flavors as well as blueberry and cinnamon. And that's not it. They, they've got a ton of other flavors there if you want to try that stuff out. You can go to magicspoon.com, grab a variety pack, and try it today. Look at that one. He's got that maple waffle. Oh, my God. I've been killing that all week long. It's delicious. Very good. You get a I word see. search on the back, too. I didn't even notice that. Dude, I didn't even notice that. Oh, you guys can save $5 on your order when you use the code FIGHTFUL at checkout. They're so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Uh, I, I want to thank them for sponsoring this episode. A very somber episode, obviously, but check out magicspoon.com. Really appreciate it. Uh, guys, do not send your Super Chats with stars like this. We have somebody that that is putting down all the Super Chats. Um, so there you go. Uh, Anakin says, was no phones related to these releases at all? I have no, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. What What is that, a rib? <laughs> they couldn't take pictures while, while they were oh, there. Oh, yeah, guys, that's, that's, that's like a is. common arena thing. Like everybody was raising hell over that. That is like a common arena gimmick that, that, that they I mean, promote. I think they were raising hell because of that that tweet where it's like, oh, no pictures yeah, on your camera phones, and it's like, I don't know if that's common. Don't don't take it's pictures not. with your camera phones. Yeah, it's, but like, yeah, recording not. for profit, streaming and stuff. That yeah. that's all very common. And I saw people mention this on on Twitter, and I'll mention this as well. Like, if you go to like some comedy shows, I went to a Chris Rock show a couple years ago. Like, they seal your phone, and if you have a smartwatch, like they seal it in like a case that can't be unlocked until after yeah. the show. They Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, yeah, was Chappelle was one of the first that did that. Yeah. Uh, so we have some super chats that are uh, off topic. JW Pringle says WWE keep booking their shows like they're being held in high school gyms with folding chairs and $2 beers. Why can't they get out of their own way? Yikes. Uh, Tim Traver sent a giant super chat. Uh, we want to send love to him. He had emergency surgery last week and today on his left ankle. He got three metal rods in his ankle. He says he's resting comfortably, but in a month he's going to be back in rehab. Tim, we appreciate you. We hope your dad's doing well as well. Uh, I know that today's a tough day for you. It's a tough day for a lot of people, but we're sending love your way, Tim. Uh, we appreciate you so much. Thank you. And Rob Wilkins, congratulations us on our 3,000 uh, select subscriber. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'm going uh, to try to post more news over there as much as I can. Obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some news on the Adam Cole meeting backstage today with Vince McMahon. Eight one three car guy says they didn't enforce the no pictures. We knew they weren't. We knew yeah. they weren't. Yeah. 
Baller Lasagna says, go ahead. Only best wishes to Tim. Oh, yeah. Uh, Baller Lasagna shouts out Luis, who uh, picked a hell of a night to start moderating Super Chats. He did the other (laughs) night. He did it uh, Wednesday AEW. This will make sure that we don't miss any Super Chats whatsoever. You won't have to type the stars in case we missed it or anything like that. Luis has got you covered. Also, thank you to Andy Jocelyn, Deep Six Pro Wrestling, for sending their Super Chats as well. Uh, But... And and Hannah Banana has a, a great super chat here. She says, I think what sucks the most is knowing that when WWE gets it right, it's amazing, but when the dots are not connecting, it's hard to watch. This is a very frustrating thing, Jeremy. We see what they do with Roman Reigns. We saw what they do with the, did with the build of Drew McIntyre. They are capable. But at this point, it's outright laziness. It is outright mm-hmm. laziness. They can only have one focus, Sean. They can only do one good story at a time, and everything else they, they just can't do. It, yeah. That's what it is. They can tell one great story at a time. Everything else just must suffer and cannot be good because then you know it, it, you can't have that one thing just overshadowed. That's what it is. They can... uh, so um, the, quite frankly, the suckiest part of this job is breaking the news of releases. Um, this came together really quickly. NXT talent were told around 9 p.m. that WWE had released uh, Giant Zangier, Asher Hale, Zacharias Smith, uh, Stefan Smith, who, quite frankly, many of those names you all might not be familiar with. Performance Center talent, Asher Hale had been on TV a little bit. But then there were some established names. There was Kona Reeves, who got a bit of a push a couple years ago, and then it subsided. He got injured. We're going to go by these one by one. Ari Sterling, who was a local, the former Alex Zane, Jake Atlas, who quite frankly had had an offer, I think, from AEW and passed it up to go to WWE. Bronson Reed, a former North American champion who had been doing dark matches in WWE. Bobby Fish, a member of Undisputed Era, one of the most dominant stables in WWE history. Tyler Rust, who is a member of Diamond Mine, And Mercedes Martinez, who we last saw, quite frankly, get fucking brained on WWE TV, and they cut her. Um, I'm sorry. If you can't find something for Mercedes Martinez, that's a you problem. Uh, We're going to go through these one by one, but Jeremy, your reaction when you heard this? Um, Again, I I was hanging out, and... I saw saw your messages, and I was like, well, unfortunately, my, my reaction is got to get to work, uh, and I, I hate that. But yeah. anytime people people get released like this, I feel bad for the talent, but I also know like they're probably just better off. Like they're, It sucks. It always sucks to lose your job. This company, they're at where they're at, and the, these wrestlers, I don't know how fulfilled they are, they're probably just better off. We've seen so how, how many people have we seen thrive outside of WWE after their re- release? Like they are honestly, they're probably Deon- Deanna Perrazzo was zero and twenty outside of the May Young Classic in WWE. She's yeah. she she's going on one year as the Knockouts champion right now. It's like it's, so many people have just done more. Like look at what Car- Cardona's done. Like just completely like reinventing him, himself. Yeah, since his release, like. I feel bad for the talent. The The big surprises here were, were Bronson because he'd been working dark matches. It looked like after he lost to Cole 
that he was ready for a call-up because since he'd been working the dark match, he dropped the NXT North American title pretty quickly after winning it. Like, he only had that thing for, like, two, three weeks, and then he dropped it to Scott, and then he lost to Cole. It's like, okay, well, he's getting called up. That one was surprising. Tyler Russ was surprising because Diamond Mine uh, just debuted and – Let's let's go through these right. individually. Right. We'll kind of talk about like like that. But uh, Andy Jocelyn says, uh, "I'm so upset about this BS. Makes us wonder about fan morale. How about morale backstage? Morale's been bad in NXT for quite a while. For quite a while. This 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 is not your 2016 2017 NXT. Colt Bedo says, just merge NXT with main roster during the draft. They may as well. If a sale rumor is true, there's still plenty of talent on NXT. They've got an abundance of talent." We've got a roster page under our resources section. Uh, go to Fightful.com. Go down to resources. Check out our rosters. The, you'll look at it and you'll go, oh, yeah, there's still plenty. 2022? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Exiled Empath says, I'm, I'm deeply saddened by these releases. JJ Lee says, they're killing my favorite show and had the nerve to do it via distraction, of course. Fight back, Hunter. Damn. Uh, I guarantee you Triple H is not happy about this. I guarantee you this is is not 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 a thing he's happy about. Vincent Millage says NXT is dead, started to DVR NXT. Why even bother? Jeremy, I don't watch it live. I mean, granted, it's it's like one night that I get off on a weeknight, and you know as well as anybody, you got to take those when you can get them. Yes. But I haven't watched this week's NXT yet. I catch yeah. it on the weekends now. I mean that this is the, that's the show that I, I basically I cover now. Uh, that's the the one the weekly show that I'm scheduled to cover, um, and it's a good show. That's the thing is like it's not like it's a bad show or anything. I can yeah. easily sit through two hours of NXT much easier than I could sit through like three hours of Raw or an hour of NWA or anything like that. Like it's not a bad show. The problem is is there and this is not their fault is the stuff they're trying to do is just changing. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not Triple H's call to be like, hey, let me send my champion up here and let him lose in in 90 seconds to Jeff Hardy. I'm pretty sure it's not Triple H's call to be like, Um, oh, Tegan's back. Oh, no. Not good news. Um, Looks like Desmond Troy has also been released. Uh, Desmond Troy, the former Denzel Desjournet, who... Uh, got put over to me a lot, a lot by talent there. Uh, just insane, insane. We've got to get through these super chats. Um, Ricardo says, this is a sad night. My thoughts are those now needing to find work. Uh, this company is sending a loud and clear message. It's sad. Brady Thompson says, I already started to lose interest in NXT. The release of so many TV talents goes to reinforce that I should invest in any of these characters. Uh, now, I just want to say... Um, uh yeah geez man this is this sucks this sucks cm says unless they got cole signed before the show i don't see how or why he would want to now fish is one of his best friends and he was cut like he was nothing um cole has to realize that nobody is safe if i'm adam cole and i walk right out of a vince mcmahon meeting and i see that i ain't happy uh, no. Trey Sherman says, any truth to the rumor of an NXT rebranding makeover or the releases related? I don't know. I'm working on it. If anything that's rumored, I'll bring it up if I can. Uh, Jack Murphy is not happy about the Denzel uh, release, obviously. And yeah, 
Uh, Dan V says, I had no idea that Alex Zane's name in WWE is Ari Sterling. I just thought, or I thought Mercedes Martinez would at least become a coach. WTF. That's another puzzling thing. It's very puzzling that they couldn't find something for Mercedes Martinez. Uh, we had a super chat that said that she would be great in Diamond Mine. Uh, that's what Justin Peterson says. Feeling uh, dreepy says, Mercedes is one of the most badass women I've ever seen. If you're a booker and can't find something for her to do, you should be fired. Rob Reed says the women's battle royal should be stacked now. Talking about um, NWA. Well, I mean, that's in, that's in August. But Mercedes passed on retribution, came down to NXT. It looked like she was going to get a solid push, Jeremy, but it just didn't happen. She had the the feud with uh, Tian Shaw and uh, Zia Lee, and you know, unfortunately, that 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 kick uh, caught her tough on that one. Um, she she was like a regular on NXT, but it really was. They just could not quite figure out like where she fit. Of okay, are we going to actually push her? Or are we just going to kind of use her as a veteran to get other people over? And like, that's fine. I understand she is uh, older. And so you, you've got to, you have to make a decision on that. Are you going to give her kind of this, all right, we're going to go full bore with her because this might be sort of the last run or we're we just going to use her to get others over. But they were, they were caught in between with her and just could not make a decision. I think they were more leaning towards, we're going to use her to get others over, but apparently they couldn't find anything to do with her, which I don't know how. Bless her for turning down Retribution, by the way. Yeah, uh, so even though Desmond Troy has indicated that he's been released, that that has not been sent out um, internally, but or hasn't been sent out to talent, but I'm being told internally that Desmond Troy has been released. Jeez, man. Nerd Guru says, honestly, who's talking about SmackDown? Respect the hell out of the hard parts of your job like tonight. Vince has taken NXT out back and shot it in the head. Um, Austin Leach says, WWE's fired so many people this year. I can't even get indignant anymore. I can only be sad. Keith Blow says, I haven't watched SmackDown or Raw the last few years. I'm barely watching NXT. Now I'm starting to change my opinion on that. If Vince and Nick don't care, why should we? It seems like they care about one thing. One thing, and that's making themselves look as profitable as possible. Hebkin says Vince is having a liquidation sale. Who's the buyer? I would suspect probably Disney down the line. Uh, our nerd guru says Hunter should throw in his resignation into Vince's face for destroying the stars and brand he built. It's unreal. There were people last month, Jeremy, that got mad at me, that got mad because I put out a tweet that says Vince McMahon doesn't produce stars. And what I meant by that was he did. He used to. He doesn't anymore. Triple H does his best to, and then what happens? Well, they're jobbing to Jeff Hardy in a couple minutes with his foot on the rope, or they're... they're... And this I mean, is, y'all, y'all watch the fucking show. Y'all see it. This is what I was saying before the, the Desmond Troy stuff came out, is I don't think Triple H is like, yeah, let me have my champion go up here and lose in 90 seconds. Oh, yeah, we just had Tegan Knox return, and we're going to kick her off a big feud with Candice LeRae to tie up that oh, wait, let me have her get called up uh, the, the same week she returns, and now she's just not going to be back on NXT to wrap everything up, apparently. Bronson Reed, we just put the title on him. Oh, yeah, now let, let's have him get called up uh, and work dark matches, and it seems like he's on his way up. I'm pretty sure he's not making those as Tyler Russ diamond mine. Let's invest something into them, and then let's just have Tyler Russ get released. I'm pretty sure he's not making these calls. And Tyler Russ was such a great fit for them because – like when you saw him work, you're like, oh, there is something special in the ring there, but he does need some refining. 
it was perfect for the diamond mine. It was so perfect for that. Bobby Fish, okay, do I think that his his best days in the ring are behind him? Yes, I actually do. Uh, as of right now, based on what we've seen, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly said that in our, on our interview, plain as day, too. He's 44 years old. Was- I mean, I, I, strong, strong said it. I think strong was kind of strong. Yeah. Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah. Rudder strong. I think, I think, yeah. yeah, I think he was kind of character working there. But was but, he, or was he shooting or was he exactly shoot? Exactly. Um, exactly. Bobby fish is going to go back to ring of honor. If he wants to go to ring of honor straight up. Yeah. But Tyler Joseph Smith says, what good did breaking up undisputed era do looking rough? I mean, well, I mean, Oh my Cole, God. Cole's contract, Cole's contract is up. Roderick strong is a new stable that they kicked a the person out of. Kyle O'Reilly's floating around, doesn't know which way's up, doesn't know which way's down. Uh, like they they're doing cool Kyle for a while, and Bobby's fired. This is one of the biggest misfires in, honestly, maybe wrestling history. I'll go ahead and say that this undisputed era breakup because they were the hottest thing in NXT for years, the most dominant team in NXT in, in like all of WWE. They touted them like, oh, they're on the same level of the Shield. And everything. You broke them up when Fish was hurt, mind you. You broke them up. You tried to make Cole a heel, but the crowd just wanted to cheer him. You couldn't figure out what you were doing with Kyle O'Reilly. You took Strong off television and you put him on Diamond Mine. Now he's already lost one of one of his stable mates. One of the biggest misfires in wrestling history. This should have been easy. Easy. Once Undisputed Era broke up, this should have been easy, easy storytelling. And whether it was by other circumstances, uh, whatever it might have been, they screwed it up. They screwed it all up. Oh, man. Uh, Still tons of super chats. Ty Ty Noel says he's getting the hell out of WWE as fast as he can after TakeOver if he's Adam Cole. Like I said, imagine Adam Cole walks out of a face-to-face meeting. By the way, I'm going to have more on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, Saturday about the meeting between Adam Cole and Vince McMahon. So go ahead, go over there and subscribe. And then he walks out and then bam, that's what he hears. Unreal. Unreal. Adam Blamplate says when WWE releases people, it makes me question why I stay up to three or 4 a.m. Uh, he, he says he feels for the people released. Congrats on 3K on select. <clears throat> Yeah, I I constantly, Jeremy, look back at the comments that that Triple H himself said to to Carl Anderson when they were about to jump to AEW, and he said to, to Carl Anderson, "You know, I see this new outfit, I see this new place, and I think of your family, and I wonder will they even be there in five years?" Uh, well, we we do have some some good news, like we had mentioned, uh, we've got. A bit of a revolving cast over the next month or so, but uh, Jeremy will be stepping away from Fridays full time. Quite frankly, I, got, uh, I gotta I gotta support the kids at the basketball. I'm like yes. AJ Styles. I can't yes. be watching. I can't be here on Friday nights. I gotta support the kids. Uh, quite frankly, uh, to to put this as bluntly as possible, when you do the, this line of work, you got to take your weekend nights off when you can. And we've got two people on staff writing on Fridays. So for Jeremy, picking up the Friday show was always a bit of a, a unique 
schedule thing. I had just gone through a divorce. I was down. You picked <laughs> me up, Sean. Like, you know, you were there for me when, when it happened and I appreciated it. And now, again, I got, I got a, the kids need, I got the point God has to teach the kids how to, how to hoop. Yeah. He's got kids. Um, but I mean, it's been awesome. It's been fun. Jeremy will still pop up here and there when we need to fill in and things like that. And the distraction is white hot right now. But, you know, we don't do lateral moves. We upgrade. And we got Kate Hensler, who's going to be joining us weekly. Well, kind of weekly. She starts next week. Then she's traveling the week after that. Yeah. Okay, so here, here's the deal. <laughs> Jeremy's traveling next week. So Kate's going to be on the show. Kate is traveling the week after that. And I think all three of us are. Or no. I'm traveling oh, as well. I'm here August 20th. I'm here <laughs> August 20th. There you Myself, go. Alex Pulowski, August 20th show. Amazing. There you go. I should probably ask him about that. Um, <laughs> you probably ask him. I just, I just told you. It's myself and Pulowski, August 20th. Did you we clear it with him? him? Yeah, I cleared it with Pulowski. Okay, great, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there on out, it'll pretty much well except for all out weekend because i won't no, be august here 27th, august 27th i'm i'm told it's us three this is what i've okay. been told okay. i was not clued in on this until earlier when kate messaged me and was like yeah i think i i think it's all three of us august 27th. i was like great what are we doing giving just giving away a kate appearance without hyping it yeah you can't give away a championship <laughs> match without promoting it sean ross Sapp. what are we so doing I've- here so I've con- I've mentioned Kate about 700 times now on this show, but she hasn't said a word. We got Kate Hensler. Kate, we're so excited to have you join us. Thank you for the intro. And I hope it's only up from here because between the NXT cuts and the new NWA TV champion, I feel like <laughs> maybe not the best start day, but um, yeah. I'm so excited and after this, I'm going to go to Fightful Gaming and kick Jeremy's ass in marbles. But until then, I'm going to put him over and say thank you for making this such a fun environment to enter into. Everything that we did on the distraction and all of our Twitter barbs. Very fun. And now it's time. You kind of Mr. Miyagi'd it. Like, time to see you later. I mean, <laughs> you did say you were a Sean Ross sap girl. So, I mean. There it is. I think it's it's quite fitting that you put Jeremy out of his misery. Uh, <laughs> We're going to we're going to get into some more super chats and we got plenty and we'll kind of get Kate's reaction to some of them. Jake Neal saying, holy hell, just got in. What happened? Shanika says NXT is a special place in my heart as a gateway back into modern wrestling. This has been tough to watch. Damian Frazier says, at what point does the main roster NXT revolt? And so they have shape, no faith in the office. Uh, what were your thoughts when you heard about this, Kate, about these releases? Um. You know, it was kind of split. I was very stunned by Bobby Fish and Bronson Reed and alarmed by the number of them. But I think like a lot of people, it's more where there's smoke, there's fire, I feel like is the thing that's most concerning to me. Like I am confident that these names, especially right now, uh, are going to go and tear it up in AW Impact. The Forbidden Door is open. Like the indies are going to be white hot. Hi, Hannah. Um, but I, I'm more concerned about like what this means as far as handwriting on the wall for NXT as a promotion. And because WWE historically has been like, let's merge rosters, let's split them. Um, NXT is developmental, but it's also an equal brand. But we still call it getting called up when you come here. Like yep. 
it's always been so vague. So I'm alarmed by a couple of the names. I'm not totally surprised by it because I think I'm not surprised by it at all anymore. But I'm like more alarmed about what this means for NXT as a brand because I really love the NXT brand. It bums me out. 813 Car Guy says, not a great show in person. I'm just now leaving. After reading about the releases, I couldn't even focus. We got that a lot from people. Uh, and uh, we've got Rob Reed saying, I keep going back to that Vince comment during the investor call. Uh, they may not have decided exactly who they were firing, but they knew they were firing people. That that Vince McMahon com- comment about giving them some, as like there's, there's so many ways you can read that. And Vince is a 70 mid seventies year old guy that they don't have answering Q and a questions on those <laughs> calls anymore. So I don't know if it was intended as malicious as it maybe seems. Uh, you what mate says, would you think that triple H is frustrated with Vince? Uh, yeah. I was told he just responded to the email with a simple thank you. So um, yeah. Austin Leach says 2k 20 universe mode is the most accurate booking sim in existence. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't get the game to work. Uh, so I, that one's yeah, lost on me, pal. Trying to play the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Shane Heckman says it's BS. Hope it works out well for all of them. Uh, we've got Eloquent saying Bronson Reed would do awesome in New Japan. That's the one that jumps off the page to me, Kate, is Bronson Reed, New Japan. He is exactly what they would love. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think. New Japan's been in such an interesting spot too because of all of the challenges with COVID and they've had some really great people getting injured and they love they love those big ass heels. So. Those sirloin beef <laughs> sons of bitches. Absolutely. They love them. I agree with that. I could definitely see him uh, thriving in New Japan. And these other guys, it's like there's so much crossover right now that I don't even really do the fantasy booking thing anymore immediately yeah. because who the heck knows what it even means right now. A lot of frustration tossed uh, WWE's way. Justin Peterson says, this 30-plus year WWE fan has officially watched his last WWE match. I can't justify supporting this company any longer. Uh, you got Jack Mitchell saying, F this company. Can't see how young, talented wrestlers can't, can't possibly see what's happening and think it's a good place to work. Hannah says, instead of sassy, we're going to have mad as hell Triple H on the next call, as he should be. Oh, and he's probably going to have to fly from Vegas back to florida in between doing a media call (laughs) jeremy we saw sassy h i mean he he's got to feel like he's getting cut off at the legs he's got to feel like that give give me sassy triple h because i mean you know we cover all these media calls sean sometimes it's like all right well that was boring cool you're really excited about this show you put together that that's great like give me (laughs) shooting triple h where it's like if you don't want it don't watch women we got all the best women's wrestlers Fuck it. That's what I want. That's what I want. Speaking of Bronson Reed, I feel like, because we may never see it again, we have to do Bronson Reed face, right? I'm sorry. I I don't know the the distraction bits. Oh, Sean, watch the product. (laughs) Everyone in the chat right now is about to pop for the Bronson Reed face. Listen, you're cutting your hours, and you're telling me to watch the product. (laughs) Come on. Jack Murphy says, am I going to the first dance? I wish I was now, but no, I'm not. Are either of you going to the first dance? No. Uh, I am not, but I'm going to Arthur Ashe, which I'm very excited about. And I'm going to AEW Newark, which I'm very excited about. So unfortunately, I don't know if you guys could tell. I love that <laughs> shirt. Punk mark in the world. I have, um, so I have I'm a actually, sh- 
Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm actually going to ROH that Friday that he's supposed to debut. And then I'm definitely leaving ROH early. I'm sorry, Jonathan Gresham, probably. I cannot miss this guy debut. I I will lose my mind if I miss this. So I'm not going, but oh, I will be glued to my television. (laughs) Oh, man. New Punk Rant says, I hope this doesn't come off bad, but do you think Pete Dunn resigns? I think he figures out what he, I think he plays the field. Uh, Is there any plan for AEW to sign Juventude? No, um, not that I've heard of. Uh, Brian Heath says, genuinely happy for you guys. You personally made uh, you personally made me uh, the most fun I've ever had uh, being the mod. I mean, this from the bottom of my heart. I love you all. We love you, Brian. How about that? We love you. Yeah. Danny Valentine says, Samoa Joe quickly uh, feeling like a big fish in a small pond. Wonder how he's feeling right now uh, about re-signing with NXT. Kate, how would you think that he's he's feeling about that? Um, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about because you would assume he'd have some inkling because it wasn't that long ago he resigned, but everything seems to be getting gutted so quickly. And I can't imagine being terribly excited about facing Carrie and Cross when they did what they did to him on the main roster. So I can't imagine he would feel good, especially because it was already like all right, I'm giving you another vote of confidence that you're not going to screw this up for me. And now it just feels like this promotion is entirely slipping through his fingers. And for someone who has such a storied history at basically every other promotion that is hot right now, ROH Impact, uh, certainly there's feuds for him in AEW if he did want to go there. Uh, I can't imagine he would feel too good. I feel like he probably feels like he got sold a bill of goods, but I love what he's been doing there. So in a vacuum, I think it's great. But in the greater context, I mean, how could you be happy right now? Uh, we have uh, just so many more super chats about this. Cyclops says, damn, Diamond Mine is cursed. Poor Russ, poor everyone. Man, uh, if if they drop Diamond Mine, that would be just insane. <laughs> it would just be insane. It would be the third thing they dropped for for Malcolm Bivens. And yeah, that would that would suck really badly. Uh, but Daniel R says, do you remember when WDB said we, do, we are the authority? Well, as the authority, I don't like repeat fin- matches and dirty finishes. <laughs> uh, Matt Black says the amount of releases this year is just awful. Uh, 44, not in, not counting flair. I think there's more than that. I think it's over a hundred since, uh, April of last year, an insane, insane amount. Uh, people mentioning that Denzel Desjournet, uh, former Desmond Troy, announced that he was released. Um, Armando saying he'd love if everyone went to a different promotion. Uh, Dan V says, I agree with you, Jeremy. The UE breakup has been a disaster. O'Reilly should have beaten Balor for the title. O'Reilly could feud with Roddy too. How do you feel about that, Jeremy? Um, O'Reilly's in such a weird position. Like he's feuding with Cole. I guess they're going to end that at the next takeover. The cool Kyle stuff wasn't working. It feels like he should be the biggest baby face on the roster, but for some reason they're not they're not doing it and the cool Kyle stuff isn't working. I, I'm fine with a, a O'Reilly and Roddy feud, but I don't know. The, the, everything just feels weird with that company right now. Yeah. It just feels it feels, weird. feels a little dirty. Yeah. Their guru says they have an Olympic wrestler on this show when Gable Stevenson won in incredible fashion and they don't capitalize on that. It's too easy. I mean, Gable wants to go work for them too, but hopefully somebody yeah, clues him in. They, 
I guess because maybe it's NBC footage and it's a Fox show, could they not show like footage or pictures of Gable winning that U.S. Uh, winning the gold and and kind of hyping that up a little bit on Fox tonight? I don't know. I, I yeah, the, the the NBC Fox WDB stuff is so weird right now. Just so weird. Uh, Bryant Heath says Kate has to drop a pipe bomb on SRF. I'm sure she'll drop plenty. <laughs> Not if you're signing my checks, buddy. That's oh, different. there you go. Well, I'm not, but I'm, you know, I'm making sure they come. Uh, Eloquent says, isn't Pete Dunn's deal up soon? Yep, it sure is. How about this month? It's up. We reported that on FightfulSelect.com. Please go over there and subscribe. We've been breaking news all damn week. Universal Echo says, if you're Gargano or Ciampa sitting in a stable or tur- tag purgatory, um, someone sitting in the mid card, you have to be looking for your way out. Well, Maybe there will be a way out for some of them pretty soon. Nerd Guru says, out. oh boy. Nerd Guru says, an amazing coincidence that CM Punk is returning right as everything he said about WWE is literally happening. Uh, Kate, as a CM Punk fangirl, how, how are you feeling about the potential of, of his return? Well, I mean, to, to that comment too, yeah, these promos, it's like there's a, a a CM Punk promo for everything that's going on right now. And like still cutting them on John Laurinaitis was some fun footage to go back and watch. If you're looking to dig into the summer of punk. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's just very wild that he's returning for a different company and probably going to be something that I'm assuming will boost the ratings to, you know, I don't think he's bringing a million people with him, but certainly AEW's beating them in the key demo on SmackDown and on raw already. Like, they should be getting nervous. I just think it's kind of funny that he might uh, t- take the boots to them in a different way at a different company. But here we are still. They're still relying on Cena. CM <laughs> Punk is still doing everything he can to deflate it. <laughs> Corey Cropper says, my handles are way better than the point god, Jeremy. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> Armando, I've, never seen Corey, uh, I've never seen Corey Hoop. You have, Sean. So yeah, I have. I broke my ankle while playing him in a game of 21 one time. Uh, like, it wasn't him crossing me up. Say, did he? Okay. okay. No, I came down on my own ankle. <laughs> no, that definitely ain't happening. He ain't crossing <laughs> me up. Um, Armando says he'd love if everyone went to a different promotion. The wrestling universe that impact AEW, New Japan, and NWA have been created and becomes huge. Um, I mean, if you're NWA, you got to be like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God we can hire people that aren't Tyrus and put people that aren't Tyrus on this show. Man won the NWA television title. He is the worst television wrestler of the year. Sean, you, you know I watch these shows live because I, yeah. I love this business. But yes. I, there was a Tyrus and Kratos match on Tuesday, legitimately the worst match I've ever seen. And Austin Idol screaming on commentary, god-awful. Then, yeah, he won the title tonight from the Pope, who the Pope rules, and it's... Pope is amazing. Pope is amazing. 813 Car Guy asks if Cena being on the show has anything to do with his comments about WWE relying on the past. No, not at all. Not at all. Bronson Reed for United Empire. Him just in New Japan, in general, would be really, really good. New Punk Rant says, I meant no offense by my Hubie question, but I had to ask. No, no worries. You, when you send your money, you can ask whatever the hell you want as long as it's respectful. Uh, he says, I'm so happy to see CM Punk debut the day before my 30th. WWE is sadder than WCW was in 2000. Buddy, I don't know about that. 
Uh, definitely not sadder than they were in 2001 because a lot of people lost their jobs then. Uh, Sheila says, what the hell? I literally finished watching Suicide Squad and just catching up on the news. Are they spring cleaning NXT? They are just cleaning WWE overall. Alpaca Nation asks if we know the status of Adam Cole. Hasn't signed a contract, was not offered anything by AEW. Uh, they they have not had talks with AEW as of yet. I'm going to have an update on the meeting between Vince McMahon and Adam Cole on Fightful Select on Saturday. Make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, we have still a bunch of super chats, and we're going to start uh, scaling them back now, guys. So if you got them, get them in. We're, we're way over time as is, but leave a thumbs up on this video. Joshua Baker says, the frustrating thing is there's still so much talent in WWE that even with the smallest amount of effort book in booking it, it would be fire. That's a frustrating aspect of it. We know it would be good uh, if they they put out that that they, they put that effort in. Uh, Dan V says, "I have to say, it feels gross to promote Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez for Pride Month, then release them tonight. These releases are embarrassing. Oh, not just that, but Kevin Seats mentions that Alex Zane is tweeting out a video of him watching his match on 205 Live, which today, unfortunately, I said if you lose this match, you got to give me all your bone crunching action figures. I don't think he's winning the match, and now Leon I feel Ruff, bad too. Leon Ruff's on 205 Live." tonight and they just just released kate do you think this is in bad taste doing this when there is stuff in the can with these people (laughs) i mean yes but is it in worse taste than what they've been putting out i don't know like it feels like that is just not a priority having things make sense chronologically and in general um it feels like they keep trying to wipe the slate clean, but then they never like pick a new time to start. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I don't know where they go from here, but at some point, like it feels like they got to hit a reset button. I think everybody thought that was going to be when live crowds kicked back in, but it doesn't seem to be that the case. A, so that was the, the carrot that they dangled. Oh, live crowds are going to be back. Everything's going to be fine. SummerSlam. Everything's going to yep. be fine. I told everybody I wasn't falling for that shit. I don't fall for it nope. when they do a draft, a shakeup, post-mania. Don't fall for it. They ain't saving anything. No creatively satisfying booking is being saved. The only way that they can get around and do it is when they have a guy like Edge or John Cena, and that's because they don't have them for enough dates for them to book them against the same people every single week. That's it. AT says Cole is tied to a chair and gorilla and every five minutes, it doesn't sign a new deal. Vince releases <laughs> another wrestler. Oh, rough, rough, but um, solid air. Whitey says, how long till Kevin seen an El Generico revive from the dead? Who knows? Maybe like next year, Chris Ganaway just sends a super chat. Thank you very much. Jack Murphy says, Jake Atlas should listen to jungle boy. I mean, it's easy for us to say that in retrospect. It really is. Uh, but he wanted to see if this would work. And Jake Atlas is not going to be hurting for work. He's going to pop up at the next PWG. And he's going to do really, really well. Um, he is a, a mega talent. Uh, Thomas Garner says, I hope WWE wasn't waiting on Adam Cole to re-sign to do all this. I know this would uh, certainly. I don't think he signed a deal. I, don't, I haven't heard that he signed a deal. Sean Holver said, man, just read that over 40 people have been released the last four months. I'm close to being done with WWE and just sticking to AEW. I mean, we're seeing a lot of this. 
Alicia Ellis says, saw tweets from people who were at the show saying they were staring at your Twitter when you broke the news. That ain't something I like. I don't, this is the worst, the worst part of the job. Like I've, I've been able to meet or know some of these people professionally and knew some of them before they got signed and they worked so hard to get to where they were. Last year, I did a series called the Brass Ring Series for everybody that talks about how negative wrestling news is and all that bullshit. I hit up like 40 people in WWE and I was like, hey, who's busting their ass during the pandemic? Who's working real hard during the pandemic? Had like five people say Desmond Troy, Denzel Desjournet. He's working his ass off. Had glowing reviews from people. He made it on Raw a few times, then nothing. And then he's fired. He's going to do something good. Grayman Media says, would be a good idea for MLW, ROH, NWA, Impact, New Japan, Catalyst Wrestling, and non-AEW promotion to take out a million-dollar loan. Oh, I mean, there's like Qatar Pro Wrestling and SWE Fury. There's some places that are tossing out some money and stuff like that. NWA, this is an opportunity for them to not be the, hey, we're a company full of people that worked in WWE in 2008. Let's bring in some fresh talent. Uh, MLW, I mean, they, they're they they're really great at utilizing talent. AW Dark's going to get a big influx of people like that. New Japan Strong's going to get a big influx. There's going to be a lot of people that, that benefit uh, from this, and I think a lot of these talent will. Uh, cool Joe says Keith Lee had a dark match. He looked pissed. You could see it in his face at the show tonight. I would be too if I were him. I would be too. Uh, what release, Kate, shocked you the most out of all of these? Um, it's definitely a toss up between Fish and Reed. I think Reed, just because his name was being tossed around so much for main roster stuff and he was working dark matches, so it seemed like he was on some sort of path that they cut out. Fish is definitely uh, a surprise just because of everything with Undisputed Era being so successful. I thought maybe they were just finding his place, but the injuries as well like makes that maybe a little less surprising, but not by much. Um, I, w- I would say Reed, and then, again, just the bigger picture of it is is the most alarming part to me. Jack Wivel says he's pissed off by Bronson Reed's release as he, resented, or he represented the Aussie so well. On a bright side, he'll go somewhere else with his better name jonah rock i don't know if jonah rock's a better name but <laughs> he'll go somewhere else uh we are finally reaching the home stretch of these daniel r says would triple h ever walk away i'd be pissed yeah i think he would i think after i think after the last six months there's more of a chance that that he would ke says as he lost power it seems like he's getting sabotaged yeah he's lost a lot of power uh, Jeremy, how, how do you feel about that? I feel like he might not have a choice on walking away. It seems like he's kind of being <laughs> forced out the door here more than anything. Ian says, talent hoarding led to this 89 releases since April 2020. Buddy, I swear it's more than that. I swear it's more than that because I was talking to a person in NXT that it was like 90 a couple weeks ago. But uh, WWE being a publicly traded company in a pandemic is is not great. Yeah, I mean you could for all those. Well, it's a business head asses. Y'all can take that somewhere else because and, well they always did cuts. Okay, cool. Let me let me know how often they did cuts in 2019 and 2018 and 2017. Uh, quite frankly, more people have left WWE of their own volition since 2016 
than had in the 15 years prior. And they've released more people in the last 16 months than they have in like the last, I think now, I think it's 10 years prior. And that includes mass cuts. That They have cut more people during the pandemic than literally every wrestling company in the world combined. Oh, how well, about that, this? Twice cracks, as many. That cracks me up too. Cause like AEW is also a business. Yes. <laughs> Impacts a business. ROH is a business. New Japan is definitely a business. And New Japan was like crying that they had to give everybody 20% pay cuts, but they were still employed I mean, and a benefit. So listen, I, me, me and Nick Aldis bust each other's balls sometimes. We we ain't the the swellest of pals. That man took less money, so NWA could operate a little bit better during the pandemic. Uh, Nerd Guru says, "Is Rhonda going to tweet about this too?" Or I mean, my God. <laughs> oh man! Hamp Connell asks if they'll have an intervention with Vince. People try. People try to talk to him. People try to. Sean Blanford says last week Bray gets cut on a Saturday. Now they do cuts during SmackDown. Uh, they can't think that they believe they're sweeping this under the rug, but with this company, who knows anymore? They did not think that Bray was going to go under the rug, whatever, whatsoever. Yeah. They knew that was going to be gigantic. I mean, you don't know how many fiend avatars I've had in my mentions <laughs> angry well before that. <laughs> Lots of confused fiend avies now. And they were all like sticking with Bray, sticking with Bray. Buddy, Bray, if I'm MLW, I, I'll sign Bray. I, I don't care. <laughs> Bet the farm. Take out a loan. Do something. Get him. Kayla Vision, uh, our good friend, uh, Kayla of Church of Joe, she says, thanks for doing your job, guys. I know this isn't fun for anyone. Today sucks. It does suck. It's the worst part of it. Uh, Kate, this is a sucky first day on the job, huh? Welcome me. Man, it, I'll say, though, it was similar to you guys. Just incredibly difficult for me to focus on SmackDown once this news broke. Like, I was kind of glad that I wasn't on this whole show because I was not focused. I could not pay attention. I saw Bianca Belair doing some cool stuff and I was like, oh, right. I haven't even watched any of this match since this yeah. news broke. It really, really deflated me. And I, I didn't like that they did it during SmackDown. It felt I kind of conniving in a way. Like, I don't know if it was meant to be intentional, but it definitely didn't make being a WWE product viewer any fun anymore. Uh, I know that we're way over what we usually do, but obviously this is a, a wild night. Nate says, let's be honest, Vince would probably looked at Reed and tried to turn him into a comedy act. Sucks now, but Reed will thrive elsewhere. I'm trying to find out like Vince's reactions to Bronson Reed and a lot of these people who have done dark matches because it's obviously not just people that are getting called up now. And um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what it looked like at first, but that's just not not the situation. Um Nerd Guru says, how is this not Vince punishing Triple H for his product not beating AEW? There's no other logical explanation. Well, there is a logical explanation. For years, they talent hoarded to an irresponsible degree and didn't have anything to do with people. And meanwhile, while they talent hoarded, they also did not create creatively satisfying programming. They ran rematch, rematch, rematch instead of shuffling in new talent. I mean, when... I don't talk to Matt Riddle anymore, but I don't think it's a secret. We used to do a show together, and for years, they would not touch him. They brought him into a tryout, and he blew the fucking doors off the tryout. People said he almost made a joke of the tryout. He blew through it so hard. And they said, we're bringing you in, pal. And he said, okay. They Googled him. They find him holding up a sack of weed on the cover of High Times. And they said, got nothing for you, bud. And he says... 
well, if it's okay, I'm going to go work Ring of Honor. And they go, no, 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 no. We're going to send you to Evolve. Go to Evolve. And they iced him for two and a half years. No interest, no word, no nothing. He talked to Triple H once at an Evolve show. Then as soon as ROH in New Japan announced the Garden, WWE's like, hey, yeah, we've heard that maybe they want to bring you in. Do you want to come over here and work for us now? I mean, that when, when ROH, it was before AEW, when ROH and New Japan started to make moves, they're like, let's get everybody. Let's sign everybody. Let's bring it in. Uh, Zane Majir says, is it more Nick Khan or Vince? I feel it's a Nick Khan burning company down from the inside out. I believe it is more Nick Khan than Vince, but Vince has the final say. Vince can say no. Um, Doug says, "Can't got to think f- cutting fish won't help with Cole. I, I don't know. You never know what, what somebody's relationship is behind the scenes uh, with that. I feel like they got a good relationship. Probably. <laughs> I mean, probably. You never know. Seller Justin Lopez says, can't believe I'm saying I'd rather be in Chicago two weeks from tonight rather than Vegas. Hard to support WWE for a number of reasons. Kate, does this make it harder for you to support WWE? Which I mean, hey, now now you're an objective reviewer of an entertainment program. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Good luck. No, you know what, though? It, it's The programming has also been terrible, right? So it does feel like another layer of something that's already bad. So... I don't think it clouds it too much because it's already not a great product. There's so many things that are illogical about it. There's so much bad booking. I can't buy the Raw Women's Champion merch. I will die on that hill for the rest of my life. I think it's insane. But like, there's so many bad things happening that these releases feel more like another layer on top of that rather than something that's clouding like this really great product, but they're maybe a little morally bankrupt on how they treat people. Thanks to Dave for the super chat. Drew Lytle says the booming women's indies just got Mercedes back. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful it's it's gonna boom even more here in the fall ty newell says how do you think dana white would run wwe uh into the ground he's he doesn't he's not a creative force like vince mcmahon ever was uh i don't think you're kidding me (laughs) it'd be bad it'd be real bad 
Omer says, should we even bother WWE at this point? I'm sick. DJ Navarrete says, does uh, this WWE behavior remind you guys of WCW in the late 90s? Not that they'll be out of business, but it seems like they're drunk. No, because, I mean, WWE was would not hold on to Lanny Poffo uh, like WCW did. So, no, I I don't think so. Not at all. Um, Nerd Guru says, at this point, within three to six months, I expect Balor, Cole, and Styles to be involved in the sto- elite storyline across wrestling. Styles signed a long-term deal. Not, not that that means anything, but Jeremy, if I'm Adam Cole, I'm walking into that room and I'm saying, you don't even think about getting me unless one, I get to keep my Twitch. Two, there's a no cut clause. Three, a lot of money. And four, some sort of reasonable creative input. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, Cole should ask for the farm here because he knows what he can, uh, he knows he's going to have a good deal in AEW right? Like he's going to be treated very well in that company. He's got friends there. He's got his girlfriend there. So Cole can demand kind of what he wants. And if they're, they're not up for it, then there's every right to walk. It's going to look like the list of Jericho, his demands. They're just going <laughs> to keep rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Eloquence says AEW should scoop Mercedes. Yes, they absolutely should. Uh, I know they don't want to lean too much into releases. Mercedes is one you got to sign because she's a, she's a player coach. You got to bring, you got to bring her in. Sam says, gutted for all the release talent. It's hard to get invested in a company that doesn't even invest in their own talent. Oh, they do. They just cut them before their contract is up. Uh, Martin says, uh, it's late in the UK and just saw the releases. Sad night for WWE and the wrestlers involved. Deep Six says, uh, where is WWE going with this NXT product? Where, what does it mean for NXT if Cole leaves? What would they do during, uh, why would they do this during a live show? I can't pretend to understand that PR move. Uh, I don't know if they, they, they had to know this information was going to get out. They don't publicize the NXT releases for whatever reason. I don't know why, but doing it during SmackDown is one of the worst PR moves that I could possibly imagine, Jeremy. I think that's the worst time to do it is during the show. Because, I mean, we remember when Tony Khan cut his uh, Nick Khan promo. Like, he did yes. that during SmackDown. That was a very calculated move of like, hey, everyone's on Twitter watching this show let me do my promo yep. now and get some generate something here. Like it's the worst time to do it during this show. Absolutely. Uh, Zane says, agree that Vince is the last say, but if you have a 75 year old man, that's probably suffering from dementia, having a man like Khan in his ear. I mean, I don't, I don't want to speculate on that at all. Uh, we have Goldberg sarcasm. <laughs> 813 says if Cole signs the AW, they have to, they have to go one month, do one month of the Adam Cole haunting the Bucks. They'll do that on BTE. They won't do that on on the main show whatsoever. Um, Richard says, who wants to work at WWE right now? A company constantly laying people off, consolidating media divisions. They have to be selling the company. Hey, it seems, I mean, I've got people all the time that'll be like, oh, no, no, they're not. It certainly seems like they're consolidating this and making themselves look as profitable as possible. Yes, Kate. I agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it definitely, it's kind of hard to say because it also just doesn't feel like there's any rhyme or reason to everything. And it seems yeah. like they always merge rosters every two years and then they split them up again two years later. So it certainly feels that way, but it also feels like Vince McMahon is a control freak. So, like, I don't know. It, it logically looks that way, but not a log- lot of logical things are happening over there right now. So hard to, hard to say. 
<laughs> Eloquent asks what the takeover cards are going to look like in six months. Nothing resembling like what it did last year or Johnny two years Gargano ago. Gargano against Tommaso Ciampa. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. <laughs> David says, can all company super cards compete with WrestleMania? I think yeah. a, a multiple promotion, I think they could do 50,000, 60,000 in a stadium for sure. Easy. Honestly, easy. Easy. Yeah. I mean, they're selling 10, 15,000 seaters out as soon as they go on sale. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even care if the bots are buying it. Who cares? <laughs> Apologies. I had to cough there. Damian Frazier says if I'm a writer at WWE right now, I just quit. You have no idea who to write for if they're hanging around. They're frustrated. It's been a frustrating, frustrating process for them. You think it's been frustrating for viewers? The writers that aren't completely like brainwashed, indoctrinated, as if this is normal? Oh, man. Uh, Mad Genius asks, how long until um, Keith Lee is released? Don't send us super chats about shit like that, please. I don't like to speculate on people losing their job. That's disrespectful. Michael Patterson says, all this honestly makes me think the comment of Vince was meant to be a joke between big wigs. Uh, that maybe we can send them more talent. I don't think Vince is is the joking type these days. I don't think he's, I, I don't know. I just don't think so. And we got our last few super chats. We're going to cut them off right now. going to cut them off right now. Zakari Jenkins says, WWE making it really hard for me to stay a fan. Been a fan since I was a kid. NXT helped me when I was at my worst. It hurts a lot to see fish get cut. Were any of these ones that you had an emotional attachment to, Kate? Um, Fish was, just because I was so in on Undisputed Era. The stuff after, as Jeremy alluded to, was not very good. So that had kind of like taken its course, but I really liked him in that. Um, Bronson Reed, I liked. I didn't. I wasn't in love with. Not like not like this. Not like a super mark, but he definitely seems like the best hugger in wrestling. I've been saying that for months. So. That's rough, but if if I had an emotional attachment to it, it's it's the stuff that Fish has done for sure. Kyle Meyer says NXT lost everything when AEW came to town. It's a shame because it's the best product WWE has. The wrong army is being de- being destroyed. It's like they're intentionally pushing wrestling fans away. Jeremy, it does seem like they're leaning into you guys can be wrestling. We'll be we'll be movies. Yeah. Um... I don't know. They're shooting themselves in the, the foot. I, I said this with, with like the Bray release. It's like, what, why are you doing this? There's no reason to do this. And you're just turning, you're just pushing people away with this stuff. And Valab uh, wraps us up and says, it's wild that Bronson wanted to be a part of the bloodline, the safest spot in the company. And this is what he gets. I mean, he was North American champion for the love of God, <laughs> North American champion. And Luis says he's sad about Fish as he followed him since his early days in ROH. Feels bad, and he'll become a coach wherever he wants. He'll still wrestle for a few years. But, uh, guys, thank you all for sticking with us. This is a sucky episode. It was a shitty episode. Um, And, obviously, we didn't know about this. I had invited Kate on to introduce her to our audience (laughs) and, um, you know, sort of pay Jeremy his respects, so to speak. I got uh, a Jer- couple more shows here. Don't don't just bury me I mean, already. Jeremy's on the on the the Cena schedule. Like quite <laughs> frankly, he's not going to be on the SmackDown broadcast, but sometimes he'll be on Twitch right after doing the dark match, playing Marvels. Tell him about the Twitch. It, it's, I, see, tell him about the Twitch, Jeremy. 
Uh, Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. We're going to race marbles. I won three times last time. Kate won zero times. Everyone else won maybe once or twice, but I'm three-time defending champion. It's not rigged. I always win because I'm just the greatest, Sean. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Check out the distraction. Thursdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, YouTube.com slash Fightful. Uh, we're doing cool things, I think. People people seem to, to be pleased and, and happy, so I'm happy. Kate Hensler, now part of the Fightful team. We're so happy to have you. Tell the people um, what else you're going to be doing. Uh, Joe Holbert's going to be live on the Distraction Choice, I'm told, by the way, doing something. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> My God, you can you mention that? Are you going to get in trouble? Well, Luis doesn't know that it's something I can get in trouble for and typed it in the notes. Uh, somebody needs to smarten Luis up before, before he's, he on. gets cut. He's going to get cut. <laughs> Luis was on the uh, pre-Dynamite show, I think. Mm. We're doing so much over there. We We're don't shill so that on this show, pal. I know, but I know. We do shill Kate Hensler's stuff. We What else do you got, Kate? You got a lot well, of stuff going on. I'll be kicking Jeremy's ass in marbles immediately after this. But if you want to see me on Twitter, you can go follow me at Kate on Deck IC. I also do an All Elite podcast, all things All Elite, at Mark Order Pod. We have a lot of fun there, a little more rated R superstar than what goes on there. I will warn you, but we are live uh, after AEW Dynamite every Wednesday. So feel free to check me out there, but also go play marbles and watch Jeremy rig this against you and then try to ban everybody that was playing as we that did last happen. time. He put us literally all in timeout. So thank you. Drunk with power. <laughs> uh, Nate, we did not miss your super chat. It got read. We got all of them. Uh, I promise you guys, they were all copied over. Just listen back to the show. Luis says, sorry, Sean. Uh, but guys, <laughs> thank you all so much. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. We have Fightful Fight Night tomorrow night. The uh, the interim heavyweight title match that should not even be happening. But Steven Jensen's going to be here. Fightful Fight Night, a big one tomorrow night. Make sure you guys tune in. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Until next time. <laughs>